Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Tuesday, June 21st. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. I've been absent. I've been A-W-O-L, I guess, for a couple of days. I missed uh, Monday's episode. I think I missed Friday's episode, too. And the reason is, is that I was having hardware problems and could not quite figure out why I couldn't record the show. But I'm back, all is well, and here we go. Thanks for hanging in, and thanks for still being here. Truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I've been thinking lately about misinformation and disinformation. And what came to mind is that we used to think for ourselves. We used to not need people to tell us what was misinformation or what wasn't accurate. We used to critically think and decide we would hear news, we would hear stories, we would listen to anchors, we would listen to commentators, we would read magazines, we would read articles, we would hear things from colleagues and friends and family, and we would decide what we believed was true. And based on what we believed was true, we lived our lives. Suddenly, and I'm not quite sure why, although I probably have a couple of thoughts on it, we need other people to tell us what's real and what's not real, what's true and what's not true, even worse, what's in our best interest and what isn't. I don't quite understand it, but I think some of it comes from having gotten lazy ourselves with doing that kind of critical thinking or doing the kind of maybe even research that it required to determine what was real or what was true or what had meaning for us. The internet made us lazy. You know, it, it opened up a world of information, but because it's at a keystroke and because there's so much information, it was a bit overwhelming. And I think people just got lazy and decided that, well, all that information's out there. So what do I really need to do in order to educate myself? And the answer was, and still is, very little, apparently. So things like the Disinformation Governance Board, right? That was that federal agency that, what, maybe a month and a half ago was in the news. It was going to be created by the Biden administration. And the woman who was allegedly to lead it was a complete quack. Her whole Twitter history, her Facebook history, her public comments. She was the last person in the world who should have been deciding for anyone what was true or what was real or what was in their best interest. And so there was a bit of an uproar and that went away. Somehow the disinformation governance board came and it went without ever having been implemented. However, in a stealth move, Kamala Harris has now been put in charge of a group, a task force, that's going to provide recommendations to private tech companies about 
whether or not they're permitting gender-based violence to be put on their social media sites. This, to me, is the end run around the disinformation governance board that never happened. First of all, there's a whole other conversation about gender and victimhood around it and whether gender is something real or it's some sociological construct that is not based in science. But that's not what this particular podcast is about. It's truly about thinking for ourselves. I don't think we need Kamala Harris, who is probably one of the most inarticulate people I have ever encountered in or out of public life, Her comments are incredibly infantile. Her observations are infantile. They often are circuitous and make no point and are illogical at best and are idiotic at worst. This is a person who's going to make recommendations to tech companies to prevent gender-based violence. I don't want her making a decision about anything, quite honestly, and I realize she's the vice president of the United States, but that's just our bad luck for the moment. You know, when I think about all of this third-party determination of what we should be thinking or what we should be doing or what we should decide is important, it reminds me of... The movie War Games, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was, I think, in 1983. It's a great movie. It's about a young boy who accidentally, because he's a computer whiz, accesses our, I guess it's our nuclear counterattack. Should the United States be attacked, he manages to access the computer. And what gets kicked off is basically thermonuclear war. That's what the game is, only it turns out it's not a game. He's actually in thermonuclear war between the United States and I think it was Russia. It's a very clever movie. There's a line from that movie, and it's this. A strange game. The only winning move is not to play. The only winning move is not to play. And I think... That is sage advice for what's going on in this country right now in terms of what we are being told is important, in terms of people who are threatening violence around things if they don't get their own way, like Jane's Revenge, the organization that is calling for a night of rage on the day in which the Supreme Court, which could be this Thursday, releases the opinion in the Dobbs case, which addresses the Roe v. Wade abortion case. I think the best thing to do, the winning move, is not to play, is not to engage these people, is not to give them credibility. Now, I'm not saying that if an organization commits violence, we shouldn't play, meaning we shouldn't respond. I believe that If criminal actions are taken, regardless of who takes them, there should always be a response. But what I'm saying is, when people set the rules, are on the field, and the opposing team isn't allowed on the field, but somehow a winner is called, something's very wrong with the game. 
And to try to play that game is a fool's errand, particularly what comes to mind is the January 6th committee, because it's incredibly lopsided, one-sided. It has a purpose, and that is to prevent Donald Trump from ever being president of the United States again. It violates all of the evidentiary rules that I know as an attorney. It violates due process rights. It's leaking all kinds of information that has had no cross-examination. Only one side is being allowed to present a story. And that story is then not only leaked and fed to the media, but then the media runs with the one side of the story. This is a complete abnegation of our justice system. So I think you can't play. You can't play on that field because actually you're not even being permitted to play in the field. You're sort of in the stadium, you're in the stands, and you have no access to the field. But somehow score is being kept against who's on the field and you. You, who have no place or part in the game. You didn't set the rules, as I said. You aren't on the field. And you're not the referee, but the other side is all three of those. They're on the field, they set the rules, and they're the referee. This is a strange game. And the only winning move is not to play, not to engage these people. You know, today I took a continuing legal education seminar course, a webinar actually, because I need it for my annual credits to keep my license active. And it was a one-hour webinar about diversity, uh, inherent bias, and inclusion, I guess. The presenter at one point was answering a question that I, in fact, had submitted for the Q&A. And that was, in honoring where another person is, at what point do you not compromise where you are in order to meet them where they are? Because there's a line somewhere. You want to be respectful of other people. You want to stay open enough to hear the differences that you have with them because they may have good points to make and they may have wisdom or knowledge to impart to you. And if you're not open to it, if you're only going to continue to believe what you already know without challenging what it is you know, you're never going to grow and you're never going to learn anything new. But then there's that line where at what point are you compromising everything you believe in and everything you think is of value and every principle that you have in order to honor this other person who believes something totally different from you? And her answer was, among other things, if you can make a determination that you're not dealing with a mentally healthy person, that you're not dealing with someone who is, in essence, playing by the same rules you are because they're in an altered reality of some sort, then that's a place you can't go. And that's a person you should not try to meet on any level field because you're never going to win or gain anything other than to get lost in, let's use the analogy of the quicksand that they're in because of their mental state or their emotional state. So I was thinking about that because I heard Kamala Harris say last week in talking about the Roe decision and the possible Dobbs overruling of the, of the uh, Roe decision, I heard Kamala Harris say the following. It's simply saying that the government should not have the ability to decide 
on what an individual does with her own body. That's a quote. So she's talking about the opposition, the anger, the national rage by whatever percentage of the population who is freaking out over the potential Dobbs decision. So let me again share what she said. She's talking about their reaction, right? The anger at Dobbs if it comes down as it was leaked. Here's the quote. It's simply saying that the government should not have the ability to decide what an individual does with her own body, end quote. And my immediate thought in hearing her say that was, no, the quote is and should be, it's simply saying, meaning the Dobbs decision will simply be saying that the federal judiciary should not have the ability because it does not have the constitutional authority to decide what an individual does with her own body, end quote, my quote. So let me explain the distinction. And this is why I say when you're dealing with someone who's not either playing with the facts from a legitimate perspective or who for their own reasons, whether it's mental confusion or political agenda, is twisting the facts and changing the reality to suit their own purpose, this is someone you can't engage with. So here's why I say this. All of this uproar that's repeatedly in the news over the potential Dobbs decision is that this horrific nightmare Supreme Court is going to abolish abortion, that women are not going to be able to get abortions in this country. And that has very little to do, if at all anything, with what the Dobbs decision presents to the Supreme Court to rule upon. The Dobbs decision is simply saying, and will say, I presume, based on the leaked opinion, that the federal government never had the authority to do what it did in Roe. And the reason is, is that the Constitution doesn't give the federal government the authority to regulate what happens around the issue of abortion. It is a state's rights issue because the powers not directly granted to the federal government in the Constitution are reserved for the states. So when Roe, when the case came up, the decision became a federally applied decision. It was a decision that was binding in all 50 states. But it is a state issue because there's no federal authority in the Constitution to control or to define or to regulate abortion. It's simply not there. And if it's not there under the 14th Amendment, it's reserved for the states and it becomes a state right issue. Actually, it didn't become a state's right issue. It's always been a state's rights issue. So the Supreme Court isn't saying anything about abortion in terms of whether you could get one or you can't get one. That will be up to every individual state and rightfully so. It's the way the nation was founded. And by the way, it's not only how the nation was founded, it's how the nation was constructed to operate. And while I'm saying that, let me add this. One of my frustrations as an attorney is 
all of these executive orders and all of what's happening on a federal agency level that is circumventing the Constitution. Because the reason that the founders did what they did, the reason they created three branches of government as a check and balance on each one, is because they actually stated in the Federalist Papers that human nature was such that if you put the power exclusively in one area to the exclusion of others or with one individual, as was the case with the king, with King George in England, you would inevitably come up against abuse of power because it's human nature. And so they did something that had never before been done in human history in the effort to create any society that had ever existed. They created the three equal branches so that they would be a check and balance on one another. And what we are doing is so dangerous because we are eliminating. Congress is one of them and it has fundamentally given up its independence. The judiciary is corrupt at a lot of levels. Hopefully we still have a Supreme Court that will be making decisions based upon the Constitution in respect for the Constitution, which is the oath they take. And we're down to the executive. When you get down to the executive, you're down to that one personality in essence, or you're down to those career bureaucrats who are there administration after administration. I've talked about this before too. Well, when you're down to one of the three branches You're in that mess that the founders anticipated, provided for, and knew would ultimately happen. And because we don't think for ourselves, because I'm making, I'm coming full circle now. Let me bring it back to where I started. Because we allow other people to tell us, the media, the president, anyone who's in, in a public sphere, it was Matthew McConaughey last week, right? We let anyone else tell us what it is, how it is, how it should be, what it looks like, if it's a duck, if it walks like a duck, that we let other people tell us why, because we've stopped thinking for ourselves. And worse, we've stopped caring that we don't think for ourselves. The responsibility that comes with thinking for yourself is the responsibility of also taking actions that are consistent with conclusions that you draw for yourself. And if we abdicate both thinking for ourselves along with acting on those things that we conclude are of importance and are vital to not only our personal prosperity, but the national prosperity, when we allow people to look us in the face and say that an open border with millions of people coming across who are not vetted is not a threat to the well-being of the nation, then we are willfully blind, willfully dumb, willfully turning ourselves into cooperating victims. And the tragedy won't just be that as individuals, we suffer the fate that we are cooperating in manifesting. The real tragedy will be that the greatest experiment in human history and in governance of a free people that was ever tried, that is historically still in its infancy, will cease to exist. And when this light goes out, it gets really dark all around the world. 
So please take the name of this podcast very seriously and think about it. Think about the name of the podcast. Think about how much of it you do yourself, how much thinking for yourself you're doing in the current atmosphere and how much thinking for yourself you're willing to do to improve the quality of your own life and the future of this great experiment. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Wednesday, actually. Tomorrow, I will catch up and be back here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's good to be back. I missed you all, and I'd like to believe you missed me too. And until I am back, please, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.